0: Champion Sean King on Vsin Primetime.
3: Prime Time. Hour two of Vsin Prime Time presented by BetMGM alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We'll be joined in studio in 15 minutes by Jared Smith from PicksWise. He joins us each and every Thursday. Give us his thoughts on Thursday Night Football and, of course, the upcoming Week 2 NFL, Week 3 college football card. Then the crew, Derek Stevens, Darren Banks, Big Balls, a.k.a. Wilbo. They will join us in studio. We'll have our fun in the final hour. Also get the latest from behind the circuit counter and where that money is rolling in. So as we look right now, Sean, we're going to get into some props on Thursday Night Football. But as of this very moment, the line is Four in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs, while the total has just ticked down a little bit to 53. And we heard from Carl Johnson, he said early in the week, uh, sharp bettors were coming in playing the under. So right now, Sean, any lean one way or the other, any bets you're looking to make here tonight?
1: Uh, zero, pregame. I'm, I'm not making any bets pregame. This is an information-gathering game for me. Uh, I'm the kind of person where I don't feel like I have to bet every game, Tim. And uh, I've learned over the years and uh, through the first couple weeks that if you don't really feel strongly in these prime time standalone games early, emotionally, at least this is me, you know, but I have deficiencies. I know all of you are perfect and you have none.
0: <laughs>
1: but You're I'd rather not get involved if I don't feel really strongly than be wrong. And so I don't have a strong opinion about tonight's game, Um, even though the Chargers beat the Raiders. I thought it was more Raiders rusty than it was Chargers' much better team. Uh, I think the Chargers will be better, but not having Keenan Allen. Uh, What's going on with Mike Williams and that Chargers offense through week one? I think he had three targets, only two catches. Austin Eckler only rushed for 36 yards. So there were so many things that were uncommon for me when I'm watching the Chargers that I'm just not willing to bet with them, but I'm also not willing to fade them in this spot because Eagles field goal kicker uh, Harrison Bucker. How bad is Patrick Mahomes left wrist? Mm-hmm. And if the Chargers show marked improvement, like I think they could, you know, then I could, you know, see this being a shootout. So I'm going to stay away from the game. If I have a strong opinion uh, early, in-game live bet it, I'll let you know. But I won't be involved from a wagering standpoint uh, in the Chargers versus the Chiefs.
3: You know, it's funny because on Monday night, Sean, um, I debated taking the Seahawks. I did not, and I should have. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they won the game. Um, And this is another spot where I got to stick to my guns, right? The world's on the Kansas City Chiefs. Doesn't feel like that line's moving all that much. I'm going to take a little. This isn't a full, you know, unit bet, but I'm going to take. A, I'll do a half unit. I'll do the Chargers plus the four here. Might it's kind of a I mean, Samuel uh, L. Jackson, hold on to your butt situation. A, un, uh, a
1: unit for Tim is ten grand, guys. That so is when he true. Says half a unit. That means he's putting five <laughs> of those things on there. So yeah, I definitely don't feel that strongly about it. But
3: I mean, I mean, it's you know, ten grands a half unit. You know, so I'm uh, just just saying.
1: I got I to gotta win Survivor, man, so I can keep up.
3: Uh, but I, I'm intrigued by the Chargers in this spot. I thought, you know, they started great, then they kind of trailed off. You know, something that's not been talked about, I mentioned it in the start of the show, is that Trent McDuffie, the rookie who started at corner in week one, he's out too. He was placed on IR. He was a first-round pick for the Chiefs. He was a guy that they were counting on a lot. From Washington. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that,
1: that's, They're hoping they have found their second coming a, of Marcus Peters. That's a
3: significant loss there, losing Trent McDuffie, placing him on IR. But is it more significant than the Chargers losing Keenan Allen? Probably not. But I would just say it is something that needs to be notable because all people can talk about is Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. Fair. But also Trent McDuffie was lost for uh you know for the uh Kansas City Chiefs. I would
1: say this. I, I'd be willing to if I was going to get heavily invested in something, because they paid Mike Williams a lot of money. They did. This offseason. He got the big contract. And, I mean, he was invisible in the game versus the Raiders. The Raiders. I mean, he was, like, literally inv- invisible in that game. Um, I'm trying to pull up his exact numbers. One, uh, two receptions for 10 yards. hmm So, generally, like, the guy that owns the team – when those millions, like when they get in the 50, 60, and above range. Are you
3: talking to Mr. Spanos? Yeah.
1: When he pays somebody that amount of money, he's not concerned whether we want a loss. He's like, you guys told me we had to have Mike Williams and two catches, 10 yards. Am I missing something? I mean, we can get a free agent rookie off the, the, the trash heap to come and do <laughs> two catches for 10 yards. So I say that to say this. Mike Williams receiving prop sits at 67 and a half based on the information I have in front of me yep. and what you see on your screen which I'm assuming is MGM. Yep, bet MGM. Bet MGM. I definitely think <coughs> Excuse me. I definitely think that Mike Williams gets in a double digit target range tonight and has a big game. I I would say Mr. Spanos wants to see a return on his investment. So <laughs> they're going to throw the ball to Michael Williams tonight. <laughs>
3: Some, uh, you, Sean likes over 67 and a half yards there.
1: And if there's a receiving catch prop that you can find you know on, on one of those platforms, I'd take the over in both. I'm telling you, Mike Williams will be heavily involved in what the Chargers are doing tonight.
3: Alright, let's look at the quarterbacks real quickly. So we've got Patrick Mahomes who lit up the Arizona Cardinals in game one of the season through five touchdowns. Was you know spreading it all over the yard. So you look at Patrick Mahomes tonight over under 297 and a half yards. That is a whole lot of passing yards, but it also is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes in game one for those wondering 360. Sean over under on touchdowns two and a half. Over is uh, plus 105. Uh, over under on interceptions is a half. Completions 24 and a half. He had 30 in game one and then attempts 40. So what kind of game plan do you think we'll see from Kansas City tonight against this Los Angeles Chargers team?
1: Well, I think when you look at the success the Raiders were able to have throwing the ball, Mm -hmm. like uh, I went back and rewatched that game again, and if Derek Carr doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Raiders got an excellent shot to sneak away with a season opening road division win. And when you look at the success that – Devontae Adams had, I think he was targeted like, what, 17 times? Like, it was some, like, ungodly number. Um, Yeah, 17 targets, 10 catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the Chiefs have to feel really good about throwing the ball against this Raiders secondary, which is battling some injuries. I think defensively, they're still trying to get to the position where they feel like they have the right personnel on all three levels, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs have a lot of success through the air. And they run just enough tight end interior screens, running back slow screens, wide receiver screens, so that Max Crosby in that defensive front can't just wreak havoc rushing the quarterback. And that's one thing Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit for is his off-script screen stuff really negates some of the pass rushes. Because, you know, if they're throwing a screen behind you, the D-line will feel they have a turnaround. Get back to the football. It was the hardest thing for a 280-pound man to do. Be going full speed one way, turn around, stop, and, and regain that speed. That's very draining. So I I, I think the Chiefs are going to have success throwing it. It's going to come down to how much the Chargers offense has progressed and improved since last week versus the Raiders.
3: You know what's interesting? uh You look at Austin Eckler in that first game. Didn't really utilize them yeah, all that much. 14, not very involved. 14 carries, 36 yards. Had a couple catches, four car- four receptions for 36 yards. So you look at a player prop of 54 and a half. And you know we talk about it all the time the buy low point on whether it be teams. Is this a buy low opportunity on Austin Eckler? Do you think in the game plan to try to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes as much as possible? Is this a spot where the Chargers didn't utilize him a whole lot in Week One? Maybe it was to kind of keep him fresh to head into uh, to head into this game, uh, you know, for uh, for tonight with 54-and-a-half as his over-under.
1: I, I really didn't understand what the Chargers were doing as I sat and watched the game. It, like you said, it was almost like they were in a timeshare. I will say this. No individual Cardinal had much success running against this Chiefs defense now. They were getting smoked. As a group, you know, they ran for over 100 yards. But I guess – the game flow dictated that they they try and throw the ball to get back in it. I would I would feel very comfortable saying that Austin Eckler's touches, you know, are gonna go up significantly. Like I almost wanted to call the Raiders a look ahead spot, but then I figured I was like we probably not looking ahead of division game, right? But <laughs> You not think it, it felt like when you looked at the personnel usage that the Chargers were looking ahead of the Ravens to the game at the Chiefs. Like, I mean, this Short Austin week. Eckler timeshare, Tim, wasn't like something that happened late in the game. This was like from the opening drive. Like, he, he was like, I, I didn't really understand what was going on. But it worked. They won. Uh, we'll see. I know Mike Williams is going to be targeted heavily, heavily heavily tonight.
3: You know, one thing I would I would keep an eye on. So, you look at the receiving and rushing yards. So, it's 54-and-a-half, 36-and-a-half for Austin Eckler. So, Uh, That would be 90, around 90 Mm -hmm. um, combined yards for Austin Eckler. Down the stretch last year, you look at how he was utilized, Austin Eckler. He went over 54.5 yards in his final five games of the regular season. Last year uh, was targeted at least five times every game. So, you know, if you don't know, I I think I'll say this to your point about Mike Williams. I think the touches will be up for Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be utilizing him exclusively in the run game. I would look. I would be more comfortable at a rushing and receiving prop tonight, combined yards going over something like 90 yeah, yards. Yeah, I'm just
1: on the Mike Williams. I'm Spano say I didn't give him three years, 60 million for him to catch two <laughs> balls.
3: That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll be joined in studio by Jared Smith next to continue previewing Thursday Night Football out in Kansas City.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
3: We're about an hour away from kickoff out in Kansas City. It is a four-point spread right now in favor of the Chiefs. A total down to 53. J.C. Jackson, big news there. He is going to make his Chargers debut. To my left, former Super Bowl champion Sean King. To my right, Jared, uh, Jared. What were you going to call him? I don't know. Jared Rice. I mean, listen, that's flattering,
5: right?
1: I mean, if he's got
5: Quarterback, receiver, that makes you the center? If, sure. If
1: he's got
3: confusion, that. That's a good one. I'll try it again. Well, we'll cut this out post-production. <laughs> Jared Smith from Pixwise. Jared Rice. I don't even know. I mean, that, Jerry Rice makes sense. Jerry Rice? Jerry Rice makes sure. sense. Sure, yeah. My grandfather's name was Jerry, Jerry. Rice. Sean King. Um, who's the best receiver, Sean, ever to uh, to play?
2: We talked best about this last time, Best right? receiver? Yeah. He's Sean,
3: right? Well, not that, that you've played with. No, no. Just you, ever you've watched. Is it Jerry Rice?
1: I would say Randy Moss. Yeah will it's probably be my That's number a one. Good one. Yeah, and then Jerry's in that next group. I mean, he's got to be right. Jerry, To, the next, and, and Jared yeah. Rice, yeah. clearly. Yeah, <laughs> they're in that next group. I played with some dudes, man. You did. I had Marvin good, Harrison man. and Reggie That's Wayne. I had uh Larry Fitzgerald and Quan Bolden. Did uh,
3: did, Peyton let, did Peyton let you throw to those guys, or were they? are hey, my
1: boys, man. Come on, man. What
3: do you mean
1: let? Like we don't even use these kind of words, like in the. Well,
3: he was he was QB one
1: in and... the Southern football culture. Like those words, let. Like, what do you mean let? Well, I don't know if
3: maybe Peyton was uh, He's still a little trying to call timeout. Well, maybe he was a little uh, protective of uh, his, his top wide receivers. Nah, nah, nah,
1: nah. Peyton, good dude, man.
3: You like Peyton. I, I think I would. I think a yeah. lot of people like him. Yeah. Timeout. Timeout. He was he was all of us on Monday night. All right, uh, let's uh, let's jump right back into Thursday night football, Jared. Uh, before we get into plays that you like, let's just look at side and total right now. Um, we're looking at four. There were some four and a halves out there. I think most of those have been gobbled up by now. But when you look at this game and how you expected to play, you know, we always talk about overreaction uh, type of you know situations. Kansas City looked as good as possible. Uh, yeah. In week one, so I would think, you know, the public's going to be all over the Chiefs in this spot. Absolutely, and uh, I don't blame them. Uh, I would, I, I did take a little on the the Chargers plus the four. That doesn't surprise me. No, it
5: doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't surprise
3: me at all. Based on what and as we see right there, time. before Jared jumps in, uh, MGM still hanging a four and a half. So yeah, yeah can that can line
1: get... movement is is telling me the Chiefs are the side. Well, they're the only four-and-a-half out there. Yeah, but didn't this game open at three, three-and-a-half? Isn't that a whole point? Something like that. It's moved now?
3: Well, it was up four-and-a-half earlier today, then down to four. So, it went three, four, It's kind of a bounce. What do you think's
1: more likely to happen? Chargers lose extremely close or win outright, or the Chiefs win by a touchdown?
3: I mean,
5: I like the under. First half under that was the pick that we gave out on uh, PicksWise's site today.
3: Under just dropped another point down to fifty-two here. Yeah, I Serpa. got
5: under. I mean, again, if, if putting the carpet for the horse, my the one bet that I do have is the under twenty-seven in the first half.
1: No Jared <laughs> and Tim ask you a question. Don't answer it. Talk about something else. i um, What was
3: your question, sir? Oh no, I'm, I'm what, good. What is more likely to happen?
5: No, no, no. I'm
1: good. I'm good. Chiefs Go by
3: ahead. a touchdown.
5: Just
1: completely ignore my question. I duly noted. <laughs> Asterisk.
5: We're on the over bickering blood
1: is in the water. The
5: blood the blood. I think the blood's in the water. Answer, in I would like you to answer your own question. That is a great
1: follow. Oh, now I've moved on to the total. I think the first half under and uh the total, what'd you say? It ticked down a point. Uh total just
3: ticked down to 52. First yeah. half is down to 26. 20, you could still get a 26 and a half out there.
5: I, I think when you look at the Chiefs, it's it's hard to say this, but it's I believe it. I think they've gotten better on offense. Without Tyree Kill. They looked tremendous in week one. Yeah, and, and again, so when when you take away a player like Tyree Kill, it's, not, it's hard to say that they've improved their talent level. But Patrick Mahomes is the ultimate point guard. And now you put him in a situation where there's not one mouth that has to be fed every week. There are now multiple mouths that are pretty talented, frankly. And he hit 10 different receivers in the game last week. Again, I don't want to read too much into one data point. It was one game against the... A Cardinals defense that that entire team looks like it's got some issues, but there is something to be said about the evolution of where Patty Ice is at year six in the same system with Andy Reid. They ran and you know Sean, you might be surprised about this. Kansas City ran the most pre snap motion of any team in Week One. Like you would think, a guy like Patrick Mahomes who has everything under under control at all times. Doesn't need to do a lot of those bells and whistles to try to confuse guys. Here's our play. We're going to line up. We're going to run it. But it seems like there is this raising of the bar every year with him and Andy Reid as well, trying to get better. Because in the NFL, if you're moving, in, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Because everyone's getting better, and that's been the part that really impressed me about Patrick and 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 what Andy's done with this offense. They they just seem to continue to try to
3: evolve. Talking to Jared Rice. <laughs> Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter, alongside Sean King. So as we mentioned, uh, the total coming down a little bit. Still some 53s out there, uh, but here at Circa, where we sit 52, as you see right there on your screen, uh, BetMGM at 52.5, but the Chiefs still at 4.5. So, uh, yeah, we will see how this game plays out, but it certainly feels like the late money's coming in on the under uh, in this game. And we talked to uh, Carl Johnson down at Beau Rivage, and he said his favorite play was the under as well, and you're starting to see that money uh, start to trickle in, which is interesting because, as you would imagine, I'm sure the public is on the over because they love to play overs. Oh, in yeah. prime Primetime games, especially ones with pretty prolific offenses like the Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, the first half total is 26.5 or 26, depending on uh, where you look for this game. Uh, Jared, before we turn our attention to maybe some other games in week number two, props tonight, anything uh, intriguing you? <sighs> We were talking about Sean thinks Mike Williams is the guy that's going to get a lot of uh a lot of looks in addition to the fact that Keenan Allen's out. Yeah. He got big money and and didn't really get many targets in week 1, so you think that kind of evens itself out. Only two catches, 10 yards in week 1.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be one of those players on the Chiefs board that does something tonight. Good luck picking which one. <laughs> and again, that's the issue when I, you know, 10 different receivers targeted in week 1, I think that makes Chiefs pass catchers a very volatile prop bet throughout the season. Because, again, what does Patrick Mahomes now not have to do? Feed Tyreek Hill constantly. There, it's whoever is open. So it's more about what defense the Chargers are going to play. Um, maybe the Mahomes completions prop. I know Mark Zeno on our show this morning really liked that. Um, another one of our guys this morning gave out the Valdez-Scantling touchdown prop at over 2-1. to one. I mean, that's a guy that certainly has that. Big play potential, and the number is fair for a game that's in the 50s. There's going to be someone on that Chiefs team that's going to score.
3: You know, Sean, a guy that interests me, and he had one catch for 30 yards, and we talked about him a decent amount during the, the offseason because of Tyreek Hill going to Miami, it's Sky Moore. Mm. And he's the type of guy I'm looking at, Bet MGM's yardage right now where it feels like boom or bust. If he gets one catch, he's going over the prop, right? 10 and a half. I think that's what it's kind of coming down to. So wow, it's that low one catch for 30 yards last week. You know, I would look some of these lower guys because yeah. of the way that he distributes the ball. He being Patrick Mahomes, you look at Clyde Edwards, Alaire, He had three catches for 32 yards. His prop at bed MGM is 15 and a half. I would look more of the, the, the lower level guys, as opposed to those high level, big name guys like Travis Kelsey could easily go for over 76 and a half yards. Yeah. But obviously the chargers are going to do their darndest to avoid that from happening so when you look at a guy like travis kelsey sean what was this week like in los angeles they know travis kelsey everyone knows him but he's that damn good how do you try to slow travis kelsey down
1: well i don't think you can slow him down i think uh you kind of have to just figure out you know where you want to be stabbed at you know because if you double travis then you you know they have a lot of speed on this team, that means you're singling up guys that can really run. You know, when I look at the Chiefs, and I'm trying to figure out player props, instead of results in the receiving game, I look at targets. Mm-hmm. So, McCole Hartman had six targets, yet his receiving yards clip is 34 and a half. So, the targets are generally going to be repeatable. The production will vary from week to week. The issue with Sky Moore wasn't the one catch for 30. One target. It was just one one target. Yeah. So that means that he's not playing as much as you'd anticipated and he's not really factoring into how they're game planning. So I think the McColl Hardman is the one with value. I really watch Smith-Schuster because I think they're in a build-his-confidence mode. He fumbled twice against the Cardinals. They made a concerted effort to go back to him with multiple targets. So he'd like be another that. one that i watch as they try and get his confidence you know, to the level they needed at early in the season.
3: And another guy, Jared, that I mentioned – and you know we talked about it a little bit. It was it was kind of bizarre when you look back at Week One. Eckler, Austin Eckler, only had fourteen carries for thirty six yards. Yeah, that
1: was strange. almost
3: right away. As as Sean was alluding to when he went back and watched the game, it was almost a a, a share with the with the backfield from the jump. I, I don't know if it was a situation, a conceded effort by Brandon Staley, like all right, let's take care of this. Let's have you healthy. We have a game in four days against the Chiefs. I think you're going to see a lot of Austin Eckler, and I would almost lean more towards receiving yards than rushing yards. Receiving yards is 36 and a half. Rushing yards is 54 and a half. He had 36 receiving yards, 36 rushing yards. He's such a dynamic weapon coming out of the backfield. I think he'll be utilized a a bunch tonight.
6: Man,
5: I'm looking at uh, all these Chargers receivers that got into the game and got some – you know, every one of them almost got three or four targets. Like there was no one guy that had eight targets and then kind of filtered down from there. Five guys on their team got four targets, including Eckler. It, there's just a lot.
3: There's a lot. More to come. That's Jared Smith. That's Sean King. We are less than an hour away from Thursday night football in Kansas City Chiefs and Chargers.
0: This is v Prime Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network.
3: Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all our options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Sean King and Jared Smith from PicksWise, I am Tim Murray. We are less than an hour away from kickoff at Arrowhead, and here comes the buyback a little bit on the total. Back to 52-and-a-half. Uh, <laughs> four is where it's staying steady, uh, mostly across the market in fr- in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's take a quick glance, though, guys, at the uh, the Week 2 board. Uh, by the way, Jared, favorite play under, what was the number you got? Tw- 27 earlier okay.
5: this morning. Probably 26-and-a-half is still acceptable, though.
3: 26-and-a-half is, uh, is readily available. That's the yeah. first half.
5: Yeah, I mean, twenty-seven. Obviously, that would be a push for me and a loss for.
3: Well, it's, but
5: as I wouldn't win.
3: The good thing uh, for you is that uh, you got a good number because it's down to twenty-four and a half here at Circa. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. No,
5: that was a. Uh, I mean, listen, it, 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 that number got really boosted up after what the Chiefs did on Sunday, and now it has only one way to go because that's a high total for these two teams.
3: Certainly is. All right, let's take a look at the Week One or Week Two slate, guys, and uh, Sean. I know a team that I think a lot of people will have, and we'll do our survivor picks uh, with the crew coming up top of the hour, is uh, is Green Bay at home. This week, maybe a little easier. You've got a couple double-digit favorites. you got the Rams at home laying 10. You've got Green Bay at home laying 10. Uh, San Francisco's at home. That number's actually come down to 8.5. Yeah. Um, but you know, of those three teams, uh, I guess I'll start with you, Sean. The most confident that they get it done is... Who in week two? So you get got the Rams at home to the Falcons, Packers at home to the Bears on Sunday Night Football, and then the Niners against Seattle. All three favorites, of course, coming off losses. Well, I
1: think my confidence level is the same with all three. I guess the question becomes who's most likely to cover the 10? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that has to do with the opposing quarterback. So Justin Fields, um, Marcus Mariota, and who's the third? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. So I'm probably going Packers most likely to cover the 10. As a cover, yeah. I mean, you look at Chicago. I know they won their opener, but they had 204 yards of total offense. That's not repeatable in this league. You know, so it was a game actually that the 49ers dominated, you know, for the most part. Uh, Debo Samuel fumbled inside of the 10. They had the lead to like late third quarter. I think it's when the Bears, you know, finally took the lead. So. I think that's most likely. I I think the the Niners are going to roll. I just don't know Kyle's frame of mind cuz I think they can beat the Seahawks coming off that emotional win mm-hmm. by just running the ball and playing defense. Yeah. I don't know how conservative he's going to get with Trey.
5: You got a bunch of sell high opportunities, and I yeah. think that's the side of the market that I'm more interested in as much as those other teams are very, you know, prominent. I would say the Seattle sell high, the Chicago sell high yes. vibes. Feel a little bit more plausible to me. When I look at the Packers, I'll be honest, I think they're gonna run the heck out of the ball on this Bears defense. <laughs> that was the one thing that the Bears did not do. I mean, they did almost everything else well, especially in the second half. They did not stop the run well against San Francisco. And what you know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers and these receivers. Well, what's the quarterback's best friend when mm-hmm. things are kind of breaking down around you? It's and we heard also Aaron talk about the two back set, yep. with Dylan and Aaron Jones in the backfield. I think you're going to see that, and I think you're going to see them pound the rock. I love the Niners this week. I it's this is such a great spot for them. The Seattle defense was shredded. Jamal Adams is losing out. Jamal Adams. Oh, is big. Huge. done for the year. And and that and listen, that that's obviously a toll, you know, an emotional toll on the field. But losing him for the season, I think, will take a toll, like a you know, an intangible toll in that locker
3: room as well. Well, and 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 you look at the second half too from Seattle, right? They had a phenomenal start. Geno was playing out of his mind. They were holding on for dear life in that second <laughs> half. They needed fumbles at the goal line. Come on, they man. Needed, what they needed – Gino two, did play what very well. Two, what, what did. they have
1: two first downs in, in, they, this, they in did the, nothing. the fourth
3: quarter? So it, it, it's like – I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Uh, but, you know, it's like the Novocaine wearing off after you get you know, home <laughs> from the dentist. You're feeling great, and then you're like, oh, wow. You know like, what? That first half, they were spectacular.
1: Well, and here's what happened. Denver went from a defensive guy in Vic Fangio to an offensive guy, Nathaniel Hackett. So they got away from what made them great. What they found out and remembered at halftime, and Chubb probably stood on the table, they're starting two rookies at offensive tackle. Chubb went nuts in the second half. And in the second half, half, they could not block those guys. So who gets that film? The Niners. That's good news for Nick Bosa. Bosa. Bosa, Yeah, Yeah, so (laughs) I think Gino's probably going to be in for a long (laughs) Sunday afternoon.
3: Well, and I said this earlier in the show, and I told uh, Sean off the air, I'm going 49ers and and Survivors. I love it, yeah. Because, look, you know, you don't want to use a quality team this early, but you look at the schedule, they don't play on Thanksgiving or Christmas, and then you look at you know they they have a road game at the Panthers, road game at the Falcons. You got the Seahawks coming off this win. This is a perfect spot. short week for the Seahawks. Look, if the 49ers blow it here, they're they're a bad football team. Yes. I mean that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you're zero uh, one. You just played in the slop. People are calling out your
1: quarterback. I'm the hearing Seahawks we might get some weather
5: in San Fran this weekend too. Well oh beautiful. No,
0: no, We're not like beautiful. The, the opposite. Of
1: beautiful. <laughs> I mean, there's no way the football gods, G A W D, for those uh, listening. You would think uh, would do Trey Lance like this back to back weeks.
5: Well, it's funny because he played at North Dakota State, but it's the Dome. he right. the dome, the So it's, it's not exactly a North Dakota vibe. Right. I like your Niners pick. Room. I think Love I'm leaning towards
1: Pittsburgh for Survivor though. No, I think they go to two and zero. Get out of here. So. He's
0: get this out is, of
5: here.
1: This is what he does. I, I mean, mean, listen, we they should, might win the game, but that's a terrible
5: survivor picking week. We too. should
3: keep. By the way, uh, reports are that Sharp Money's been following New England. I don't want it any, has. I don't want anything to do with that game. And I the want fact nothing, that the that Pittsburgh is a home dog <laughs> to New England after what that is, is that is sting. It's either, it's either
1: them or the Commanders. I mean, come on. You're not you're taking Carson Wentz that's on the road right. to win a football in Carson, game. I trust. In Mitch, I People, trust. People,
3: so we do pro <laughs> tips at the network. Whenever Sean talks about the the Survivor he's content, it's, right the, it's the it's the anti protest. He's literally it's the opposite us. of the pro- Yeah, this is see how he's cackling over here.
5: He's got he looks like a villain like in some kind of movie with the all black. I tell tonight. the
3: truth. I tell you how it is now. If I'm alive in week seventeen, I won't <laughs> be telling the- him outside. But week
1: two, someone might have got okay. there. If you're saying, I'll say this, I don't think the contest makes it to week 17.
3: If someone out there right now is saying, oh, Tim is following the San Francisco 49ers, guess what? It's going to be the most played team this week in Survivor. I was on the Ravens last week. It was the most played team in Survivor.
5: Packers probably will get a lot of flies. I'm probably
1: going. How about the Rams? facing the Falcons. I'm probably going Steelers, Steelers, Commanders, and uh, Jags. I like the Jags to beat the Colts. I'm just telling you.
5: I mean, Don't. listen, Frank Reich's terrible against the Jags. I think 1-6-1 right. and 1 ATS. Enough but.
3: of the silliness. We only <laughs> have Jared for a couple more minutes. Jared, week two, uh, what games uh, intrigue <sighs> you? Um, one game that we, we talked to Eric Eager yesterday about a, a buy low opportunity was Arizona. He liked Arizona. He felt like yeah. the, the market had gone a little bit too overboard. He liked Arizona plus three in the first half.
5: I agree with him about the market. The issue I have is the body language and what I saw from Kyler Murray. True. They just looked a little flat. The, he, Eric's 100% spot on, but I just, I just that scares me a little bit. But, yes, that line has moved too much. Um, I teased the Bengals this week. I teased the Browns this week. I I don't see how the Jets move the ball on the Clowney Garrett front. They couldn't move it on Baltimore's front. And their left tackle, the, well, you had Fan at the left tackle, the right tackle, the rookie, a fourth-round pick. He got absolutely worked up front. So I And the Jets' defense, I think that's the part of that handicap that can kind of blow it up. We don't know what we're getting up in the Browns' offense. And then you look at the Bengals. I mean, they stroll into Dallas, and you look at what Dallas' secondary did against Tom Brady, 70% success rate on early down passes. If I'm Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, play action up top all night long against Anthony Brown, who got toasted. I think the Bengals go into Dallas and win that game. You can move them through a couple of key numbers. And then the Niners, you can move them through two key numbers. That's a decent teaser spot as
1: well. well yeah. I was going to play the Bengals, and then I saw that it was less than a touchdown was the number, and I moved away. Because I thought that was – if there ever was a spread that I thought was going to be double digits, Cowboys – Well, out it the was only
5: three key. on the other end. They moved it through every key number possible to another side. That's Ten points is what they're saying Dak the Cooper at, The look Russ.
3: ahead was two. And now it's, it's seven and a half. Seven, seven. So and a it's half. basically
5: a ten-point move from Dak to Cooper. All
3: right. Final thought on Thursday Night Football: Jared Smith and 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 how in in the studio. Are we talking enough about the loss of Trent McDuffie for the Chiefs? No, he was fantastic. Well, he wasn't targeted, so we I don't know. really know how so well he was played. probably doing pretty good. He's a rookie that's played one game. Yeah. I'm not saying he's George a, Karloftis looked good too. I'm not I think. he was as important as Keenan Allen, but nobody's mentioning Trent McDuffie. No, that's a starting important because
1: his resume says zero <laughs> on did. the statistics side. <laughs> if he's so good, why didn't <laughs> zero tackles, zero PBUs, zero INTs? <laughs> yeah, because zero Ky- cares. Because
3: Kyler Murray said, "I'm not throwing that way." If he sucked, they would have thrown at him.
1: Pittsburgh and Survivor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Stop it.
3: First half under. Can you go get stuck in traffic again? Slow start. First half under for Jared Smith. Follow him on Twitter, at Jared Lee Smith. Check out all their work on PicksWise. Don't listen to Sean. It's (laughs) VEASAN
0: primetime.
5: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you
0: get your podcasts. This is VCN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VCN, the Sports betting Network.
3: BetMGM, the King of Sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program Featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with the BetMGM with BetMGM or log on today to to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Thanks again to Jared Smith from PicksWise for joining us in studio, as he will throughout the football season on Thursdays. That's Sean King, former Tulane Green Wave great. I'm Tim Murray. It is about, what are we, a half hour? Maybe a little over? Half hour away from kickoff?
1: If they start on time. Thursday Night Football? Yeah, somebody email Amazon Prime. This is how you can separate yourself from NFL Network. Start the game on prompt. time. Prompt. Yeah, promptly on time. Like not not the fourth pregame show we've watched at five. Did you see the news today?
3: I guess happy for the people on the East Coast. I don't care because we're out here in the Pacific time zone. But uh, the national championship will be played at seven thirty Eastern in uh, in football.
1: That is tremendous. Yeah, yeah.
3: Folks are probably pretty fired yeah, up about that. As
1: opposed to nine, it. yeah, seven 30, thirty or 30 whatever. Seven you... thirty is tremendous.
3: So you'll get to watch Georgia and Alabama an hour earlier
1: this year. That that that, that is tremendous. <laughs>
3: Um, once again, your line sitting at four total at 52 and a half. So we've been showing a four and a half. It has finally ticked down at BetMGM, and it is fours across the board. We will get the latest on where the money is coming in and what the books need. Sean coming up top of the hour, Derek Stevens, owner and CEO of Circa and Circa Sports, will join us in studio as he always does before Thursday Night Football. Banksy will be here, Darren Banks and Wilbo. Uh, will be here as well. Are the guys
1: right here at five.
3: At five o'clock, right off the top. All right. So the crew, as we call them, uh, we will talk Thursday night football. So I wanted to slip in a little college football here, Sean. Um, and what do you make? And I know we talked about it on you know earlier this week, but the line continues to move in favor of Nebraska, and you know most places that you look, Sean, Nebraska is. Or Oklahoma is the public side, so this thing opened at circa at 16. Uh, it is now down pretty much market wide around 11. Uh, you see BetMGM as low as 10 and a half. I have a 14 on Nebraska, so I'm feeling good about that. You know, somebody pointed out yesterday the game of the year line for this game when Chris Andrews put it up at South Point back in June was Oklahoma three. So you know, as a player. Mm-hmm. Take us through the mindset of what they're feeling this week. And, you know, the more and more I think about it, Trev Albert's making this decision, the AD of Nebraska now, as opposed to October 1st when they could have saved, you know, $7.5 million. Imagine the atmosphere for this game if Scott Frost was still there. It might be good. I I think it's going to be much better now that he is gone. There's just a new sense of enthusiasm there. I almost feel like they make up for it this weekend because it's Fox, Big Noon kickoff crew is there. All this enthusiasm surrounding Cornhusker fans right now trying to see what Mickey Joseph can do and if they can hang with uh, an old rival.
1: I think Nebraska's the right side here. You think last year you know, right there Oklahoma was much better and uh, the game was in Norman and it was only 23-16, to 16, so... I don't think Oklahoma's anywhere near as explosive as they were last year. You know, I love Dylan Gabriel, but they don't have Hazelwood, Wood, who's at Arkansas, Mario Williams. Who looks like
3: a beast. Yeah, right.
1: Way. Who's at USC and, and multiple other guys. So Caleb Williams. I mean, well, I like Dylan Gabriel, True. so I don't feel like that's a huge loss because of, of who they replaced him with. Um I, I think it's right side. I mean, du- double-digit points in this game. I they didn't mean, lose any games
3: last year yeah. by double digits. They lost to uh, Ohio State by nine. They lost to Michigan by under a touchdown, Michigan State by under a
1: touchdown. You know, I'm going to choose not to play this game. Four and
3: one ATS last but year. But
1: if I was, yes. Nebraska's the side.
3: Yeah, I'm on Nebraska. Took the 14, so I, I'm going to sit back.
1: Well, oh, you got it at 14. Yeah. Oh, you got opened, some CLV.
3: Opened at 16 here. I knew it was yeah. going to be high. I didn't think it would be that high. Wow. Um, So we'll see. We'll, we'll look see. at
1: you. Well, you know. Proud papa sitting next to you, man. I'm happy with my son. I'm proud of you. What are you talking about? I'm proud of you. You, you pulled away from the TV on Sunday to look at circles opening CFB lines, and you, you saw value there. You hopped on it. You know, now we sit here Thursday, and you're like, oh, I got it at 14. It's down to, what, 10 and a half now?
3: Uh, 11 here at Circa. 11,
1: yeah. That's a field goal difference, man. That's like, That's huge. So I said I'm
3: proud of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Proud, Papa. When you look at what's out there this week, and we'll talk more about the college slate uh, tomorrow, what game kind of piques your interest (laughs) the most? Miami, Texas A&M? I'm fascinated by this game.
1: When you say pique my interest, like I'm betting it, or you mean
3: I would say more because there's still Or I mean,
1: I'm interested to see what happens. Interested to see what happens. Yeah, i M. Um, I'm Miami.
3: fascinated by this game. Fascinated.
1: I, I I'm low I have lowered expectations because I think it has a chance to be a boring game. Oh, definitely. But I am interested to see. Where Mario Cristobal has my preseason pick for ACC champion, Miami Hurricanes. Now, they're going to be without their leading receiver, the Hurricanes. Uh, he got injured uh, in the previous game, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I mean, this is where Tyler Van Dyke got to step up, you know, and we'll see. I mean, if App State can beat AM, I know Miami can.
3: Well, and here's the thing I mean, App State didn't just beat them, they beat them down. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M had under 200 yards of offense. And you look at the two, you know, Notre Dame and and, uh, apps, uh, and Texas A&M, both top 10 teams losing to Sunbelt teams. I mean, both were bad. Both were inexcusable. But of the two, I mean, App State was, was more frightening in my eyes considering Jimbo's been there for, what, five, six years now yeah. and this type of thing keeps happening. That all being said, Sean, I would not – Feel comfortable taking the points with Miami. You mentioned you mentioned the wide receivers out. This just feels like a classic, yeah, Jimbo game where they beat they beat Alabama last year at home.
1: What was night pre flop win total? Off the top of my head, I think it was eight and a half. Eight and a half, I think. Somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, this game is huge. You see their stretch of games they have coming up. That's why it's. So I mean, low. they're at number ten, Arkansas. Then they have Mississippi State who people think has their best team in in a long time, and then Bama. Like, if they drop this Miami game, I I mean, they could be, whew, they could be one and five, two and four through six. I mean, so this is a huge game for Jimbo, this big picture. Yep. I mean, I could see the uh, bring Kevin Sumlin signs back now. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez.
3: Who's the coach that they want now if they don't want Jimbo? Is it? And there you have it. The uh, yeah. win total eight was and eight half. and a half.
1: Good recall by me and you. We were right on it.
3: Um, yeah. This is a this is a huge game. For yeah, A&M. I mean, you look at that schedule. Huge.
1: And then it's not like it gets. I mean, the South Carolina game, I don't think is like world challenging. But Ole Miss is undefeated. I mean, they're looking salty on defense. Then you got Florida. That's always Anthony Richardson. You know. So, I mean, th- this is a huge game for a for multiple reasons.
3: Another game that's really intriguing, and it's not a night game. So, uh, I'm sure the uh, folks in, in Eugene are thrilled by that. Oregon and BYU. BYU gets the win last week without their two top receivers, uh, Nakua and Romney. No word if either one will play. You know, they had um, they had contributions from some unexpected pieces. Carl uh, Chase Rogers. At eight catches for a buck twenty-two, I just wonder, Sean.
1: He looked like Steve Largent out there. Great, great job, Dave Aranda.
3: I just wonder now. There's tape on him now. They're going on the road. Mm-hmm. If Romney and Nakua are not healthy, which we don't know yet, I think this is a tricky spot for BYU. It's not a letdown spot because they know what's in front of them. BYU goes undefeated if they beat Oregon. They just beat Baylor. They've got Arkansas still. I mean, Notre Dame is not looking great, but still it's Notre Dame and a neutral. They've got an opportunity Stanford to close out the year. If BYU goes undefeated, I think they make the playoff, but I think they lose this. Yeah, I said
1: this work. last year and everybody laughed at me. I said, if BYU runs the table, but, uh, the
3: schedule's harder. this. I'm year. with
1: you. Uh, I'll say this. I officially, uh, have taken up a new job as I resigned from one with Carson Wentz. I took up the leave BYU association alone, uh, leave BYU alone association. Uh, I took USF, they smashed me. I took Baylor, they smashed me. I will not get involved in BYU, Oregon.
3: I was on the po- I was on the other side on all of those. Hi.
1: Do I fade them? Hey, Cougar fans! Beat me.
3: <laughs> the crew, Derek Stevens and company, coming in studio next as we count you down the Thursday night football.